It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Preseason game number one is going to feature a defensive line that has to be functional now that it's been revamped. What to expect? Who stands out? Are we going to see something crazy like a particular kind of pass? We're going to talk about that as well today on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, friends and neighbors, Chiefs Kingdom, and everyone around the world. Hope you're doing well. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for free. I want to make that emphasis on every platform that we can find. Thanks for making us your first listen. Check out another Locked On show for your next listen, because I know you got things you want to hear. Maybe you want to find out about who's who's chewing kneecaps up in Detroit now that one of our Locked On brethren has gotten himself onto Hard Knocks. Congrats to Matt Derry. Hope that you'll join us there. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics, NFL 33, and RGR Football. Chris Clark, founder of Chiefs Corner. You can find me over there. A little bit to talk about when we start getting into preseason games and how the roster is going to shake out. I will have some predictions there uh, coming very soon. When we start looking at the roster moves that the Chiefs have made lately, it's kind of surprising to me that they bring in the defensive tackle when you really haven't seen any defense tackles go down in camp. So it means that they're looking at that position, just trying to find somebody else to come in. It's performance-based, right? Because you're absolutely yeah. right. There hasn't been a whole lot of attrition. I know Stallworth missed a day or two, right? And that was about it. Yeah, so it's got to be performance-based. Shelton's an interesting guy just because he's a mammoth of a defensive tackle. So it's a different type of DT that they have, than they have on the roster, other than uh, Derek Naughty, obviously. But... Sheldon's even bigger than Nadia, so mm-hmm. that's interesting to me. Are they going to use – I'm not saying that they're going to go to a three-man front, but are they going to use a three-man front if they keep Shelton on the roster at times and <clears throat> try to run with that and maybe put more linebackers or safeties on the field? Uh, you could do the opposite, too. You, you can you yep. can run a, a bare front with that. That would be certainly something I'd like to see. It's hurt yeah. some people. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you would love to see that. I'm sure you, that no doubt in my mind you would love to see that. So me and Dan Hampton, we're very happy with that. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of different things that they could do with Shelton. Uh, he's bounced around the league a little bit, so it's not going to surprise me if he doesn't even make the roster. But uh, to me, it was an interesting move. Yeah, I mean, it, I actually think the opposite. I think he's got enough to his game that is unique and his veteran experience. I think he does make the roster at this point. I, I hope that not, it also spurs some of the younger guys to get into gear a little bit more. Yeah, and I'm not saying he won't make it. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't. Fair uh, enough. Mainly, mainly because he's coming in this late in camp and he's already kind of jumped around the league a little bit uh, more than you would expect a guy of his stature because he has won a Super Bowl before. He has been somebody that was drafted you know, decently high in the NFL, and at this point he's free in training camp, which means not many people were looking at him. Fair enough. And like you said, his, his skill set is unique. His body type is unique. It makes this defensive line group under Joe Cullen, who spoke, I think, very passionately the other day about what he's trying to get done and make make this paradigm shift for this defensive group, turns them into kind of a, a transformer kind of group that 
you can put a lot of different variations in the way that you stack the personnel there. Carlos Dunlap is in the fold. Looks like he's coming along very nicely in the, the quote-unquote ramp-up phase. Now that Frank's quick and looks uh, a little bit – maybe he was like a whale shark last season. He might be a Mako this year. I don't know. It is Shark Week just ended, so. Yeah, he does look like he's a lot skinnier this year, so that'll be something to watch as well, how that's going to play into all of this uh, and if he's able to have a better year. Uh, I think the giving up alcohol was a good thing for him, but I don't think that was all he did with his body. I think that there was a lot more that he was really focused on trying to get ready for this season. Because it is a paid season. It is a you either go out and do something or you won't get paid next offseason type thing. Yeah. Ooh, this is setting your bar. So what do you make uh, of Joe Cullen and what and being able to make this a more aggressive, a more um, take-it-to-him kind of defensive front? Do you buy that? I'm starting to. Uh, I think you you hear the players talk about the defense and how they're going to be dealing with things, and it's starting to kind of come across that this is going to be more aggressive defenses. They're going to be attacking more. They're not going to be reading. They're going to be going after the ball carriers and going after the QB. So I think that's a good sign, and when you can get your players to play faster, that's always going to be a good problem for uh, – or sorry, a good thing for the defense and a bad problem for the offense. Agreed. I, I hope that it comes down that way because I think – Brendan Daly always has a, a good volume of energy, but he does feel in his presser a little bit more enthusiastic for something new to do. And I think Cullen certainly uh, is taking the the direction of the defensive line unit in a new way that I think is long overdue in terms of how aggressive you can be with guys that can penetrate gaps, that can force offensive lines to adjust to them rather than adjusting to those opponent offensive lines. I think that that is something that uh, I, I, people are concerned about Brendan Daly. I don't know that Brendan Daly had the, the, the gravitas to come in there and change the way Spags does things. But I think Joe Cullen does, and that's kind of what I think this comes down to. It's interesting to me because when that hire happened, I think both you and I were actually looking at it going kind of what what is the team doing? And I say that because Joe Cullen was a 3-4 guy. He wasn't a 4-3 guy. And – Kansas City's not going to be running the three fours. Their base defense, they're just that's not going to happen. At least this season, I'm not going to say that they won't necessarily shift in the future, but I don't see that happening either. Um, but he was a three four guy. So what is he doing coming in here? Is does does the skill set change? Does the skill set uh, is it something that is going to be the same in three four and four three? Not quite, but he still has the ability to get the job done. He's more a lot more aggressive than what we've seen in the past, so that could lay, that could go into how this defense is going to shake out, and if the defense is able to play up to a higher speed on the defensive line, that's only going to help the linebackers even more. Which is, I think, the group is already going to be strong. So it's funny that you say that because I, I am betting that they are going to help the linebackers, and they listed li three linebackers on the depth chart for the first time in years. I find that really interesting as well. And if I was going to lay that bet down, you guys know where I would do it. It's betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to get your money into the action for all your betting needs from lines to odds to scores to games, podcasts, website, all the information that you need for not just football, although it is the most important sport, but for all the other ones that people tend to play, even golf. 
I'd love to see what the betting lines are on golf. I just can't bring myself <laughs> to do it, but that's okay. Hopefully you guys want to. Uh, the betting continues with all that information, and they have you covered so that you can get your money on the line in a way that makes you some more cash. Head over to Bet Online today from any device. Super easy to navigate and find out what you need to get yourself into the action. It's Bet Online where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Go get on the line. On the line. You know, on the take line. the picture and it's on the Instagram. And it, yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, guys, go watch internship. You'll understand a little more. Um, yeah. I'm starting to live that life in my head, I think, is what the problem is. Um, the interesting thing to me is living my life in my head is different than probably what a lot of defensive coordinators are going to have to think about here because living in their head is visions of Patrick Mahomes throwing passes not only behind his back but hitting the crossbar with it. Mm-hmm. From 30 yards away. <laughs> and, yeah, like, oh, yeah, no, like he does. Well, I mean, <laughs> what are you supposed to do at this point? Like – not only did it, did he do it behind the back from 30 yards away, he also did it left-handed from 30 yards away. Now, it yeah. wasn't left-handed behind the back, to be clear. I just want to oh, make, well, make that hey, clear. He's a slacker, evidently. Yeah, right. So, But he did do it left-handed. And if you go back and watch that clip, because the Chiefs have it out there on social media, go watch it. It's amazing how crisp and clear that spiral is on that left-handed pass. I tell you what. Like it looked so much better than a ball that I've ever seen Tua throw. I, I just was impressed. Oh, look at that! You just had to do it, folks. Do watch to, that I clip because I was so flabbergasted at the behind the back thing actually hitting the crossbar. I didn't even watch the left-handed one until tonight. So yeah. <laughs> it is that good. But this this all brings us to the thing that okay, so Patrick's got his accuracy back. I think you could feel pretty good about that. But is there a reason to do this, or is this just more throwing into cans for fun? For you know, a, a challenge at the end of practice amongst quarterbacks. I will never say that Mahomes is going to practice something that he won't actually do in a game at some point. <laughs> so, um, what do we do when he throws a pass behind his back? Do you think it's going to happen? Or how, what do we do with that? The league's heads explode all over, <laughs> and it'll be the story for the next three weeks. Yeah, uh, and then other QBs are going to try, and they're going to throw picks, and it's going to be glorious. So, um, you know, the way I look at this, and, and we kind of talked about this the other day, I think the way I look at anything that he really does, and he was out there in practices, is how does it fit into a game scenario? Mm-hmm. Is there an actual live game scenario that you could see him doing that? And I understand why most people will say no. I'll never see a quarterback throw a behind the back pass. I can actually picture a live game scenario where you have somebody running at you and you can't get it off because you're going to be throwing right into their face or right into their body, and you try it. I'm not saying I would love it, but I could see it be something where maybe you try it, especially if the guy's close that you're trying to throw it to. I think I can see, like, I can see the option. 
You know, the, the, the flaring running back behind the play. Okay. That's exactly that's, – that's my thought process is it's like an option pass. He's trying to get the guy to go with him and not the running back and closing in, and he decides to go behind the back instead of trying to pitch it straight across his body. Okay. But or moving it over the left hand. I'm not saying I like it. I'm just saying it wouldn't <laughs> shock me. But a legit well, forward what pass? That can't, say, that can't happen, can it? Say what? A legit forward pass? Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Look what he did against Vaughn Miller. Nobody would have ever expected that he could do a left-handed pass. He did a left-handed yeah. pass in a game running full speed away from Vaughn Miller. That says enough to me to say that he could do whatever he wants to do with the football. Is it going to be pretty? Who knows? Is it going to be entertaining? Yeah, it's going to be entertaining. <laughs> That's the fun part is you just never want, know what he's going to break out of his bag. Like today we're talking about no no look pass, or we're talking about behind the back passes. Before it was no look passes. What's he going to come up with next? Because you know there's going to be an iteration two or three years down the line where it's something completely different. I don't know. Is he going to throw the ball sideways? He's running out of things he to do it. here. Think about it. He already did it in the Super Bowl. He was laying basically sideways when he threw the pass to Daryl Williams. In the I, I meant the ball, not him, but that's okay. Oh, okay. Well, because he like was barrel sideways. roll it through the air. Yeah, that'd be that was that was impressive enough. Is all my <laughs> is what my point was. No I, feet I, on the ground and still made it a twenty yard pass on the money. Right, and folks, this is all to say that it's not just that Patrick can do these things in, in practice and thrown into cans at the end of, of practice as a, as a game, as a challenge, as a, as a you versus your, your quarterback teammates. This is the fact that it started in Denver, right? With that first left-handed pass that I think there's a legitimate chance happens not only again, but multiple times again. Mm -hmm. And to see him throw that 30 yards, that's the thing that's more incredible to me because I think that's more readily applicable to an actual ball game. No, and I agree. I I completely agree. I could see him doing a left-handed pass before I see him do it behind the back. It would have to be extremely. It would have to be an extremely specific situation for a behind the back pass. I don't think I, it's I, going to happen in a game. But again, I don't want to say never. Fair enough. I certainly enjoy that. Well, there's a lot that goes into preparing for that. There's a lot that goes into preparing for a ball game, especially the first preseason game. Whether you happen to be a rookie or you're just new to this team. We're going to get into how do they do that right now? They're off today. They have a, a walkthrough on Thursday, then off Friday, game Saturday. This is really that point, like you're learning how to be a professional. How does this rookie class and the newcomers start to get that done? We're going to talk about that coming up next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's one thing to be a veteran in this league and come to a new team where you got to got to learn where some of the new things are, where's the cafeteria in Scanlon Hall and all that kind of stuff. It's a whole other thing to be a rookie and you're going into your first preseason game. Like they're going to be doing over the next couple of nights getting prepared for how you game plan in order to get on the field, in order to try to make not just, you know, an impression, but the roster for some of the rookie class. It's the preparation factor that I think separates what goes on in the NFL this time of year versus what goes on in college. And so I, I think there is some kind of a learning curve for these guys, especially the rookies. Yeah, I think that's a huge learning curve. And don't forget how many of these rookies and how many of these newer players are going to be doing special teams for the first times. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys were studs in their colleges and didn't do special teams. That wasn't how they played. They played actual starting roles and played maybe higher level role player positional type roles like third wide receiver or something like that and didn't do special teams. Now they're going to have to play special teams. That's going to have to be one of their core responsibilities. They're going to have to know every single unit they're on and they have to be paying attention to the game and be into the game even more than they ever had to be before because they're going to need to know when they're, when they're going to need to be needed on the field. Yeah. And you're going to have how many different units of special teams it's not just the core four. I'm talking like how many different levels of that core four. Right. And first string, second string, third string. I mean, it gets more complicated. Well, and unlike most years, I feel like a lot of it is going to come into play for a lot of the rookie class. Trent McDuffie's the only solid starter listed right now as a rookie, period. George Karloff is going to play special team snaps too. That's going to be important. Leo Chanel is going to play those special team snaps. Brian Cook is going to play those snaps. He is actually one of the few guys who did play special teams in college, so I I do think that I I like his chances of of production there. But whether it's it's on the special teams or whatever, just knowing that we're going to see a lot of rookie action there, what are you looking to see right now? We'll we'll preview the game for you tomorrow, folks. We'll walk you through what we're we're looking for. And, and expecting, but what do you want to see? What are you looking forward to seeing on this first preseason game against the Bears? You know, honestly, I'm looking forward to sitting down on my couch and actually having a notebook next to me and trying to figure out where the rookies show up, where the early players show up that are showing up on the field with the first string unit. So you're going um, old school, you're notebook and, about. And, pe- and pen, huh? Well, I mean, how else are you going to do it? I mean, you got to track it somehow. So and I'll probably be tweeting about it as well. I just, to me, it's it's how early do those young guys get in? How early do they come into the game and play with the first string unit? Because that's going to tell you where the team actually thinks they are. We we talked about the depth chart. There is you know questions about where different players are, but you're going to see on Saturday where this team really thinks some of these players are. We will see if Pacheco is a guy that they actually think is going to be on this roster and going to be getting first string snaps at some point during the season. He will get first string snaps during the game if they think he's going to be there during the season. Uh, they're going to do the same with some of the younger guys. You know, Sky Moore, I expect to get first string snaps. I'll be curious to see if Kennard gets some first string snaps. Mm-hmm. Do they give him any snaps next to Trey Smith? Do they give him an opportunity to go in there and play against the best unit the Bears have? It's great experience for a rookie. It is. I don't think he's been getting many reps with the ones, so I, I tend to doubt it, but. 
if he does, you're right. It is such good experience. That's just a big plus. My question to you is, and folks, like I said, we'll we'll walk you through literal expectations about who's going to play where and when tomorrow. Don't miss that show. Uh, Actually, we'll release it on Friday now that I think about it. But just in general, like either or kind of thing, a game we play on the draft show, folks. Go check out Locked On NFL Draft. Who gets more snaps in this first preseason game on offense, Sky Moore or Pacheco? Yep. Uh, I'd say Sky Moore. Yeah. In my mind, yeah. And the other thing, and I want to say this really quick, and we will probably get a little bit more in depth, and the bigger key is is we don't know exactly how they're going to spread it out. But the Chiefs offense in the past several preseasons has gone to a either a high pass-oriented offense in the first game or a high run-oriented offense in the first game. They work on one set in that first game. So we're not going to know going into this game if this is going to be run or pass, but you should be able to figure it out going into at least the second or third quarter. Uh, is this going to be heavily focused on run or pass? And then you're going to get an idea of who's going to be playing and what they're going to be doing. But the key here is they're going to be running very vanilla plays. You're not going to see, I don't think, any kind of the trick stuff that they've been working on in training camp. Maybe Andy throws one of those newer plays that he has in his playbook, so people have to prepare for it. Yeah, I, I, I hope so. I, yeah, I mean, that would be fun, but it's preseason, so who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah I think Andy's going to bounce around a little bit. I, I have been taken aback that he is changing some things that he usually does in training camp. So what does that kind of mean for the first preseason game? I, I'm anxious to see that as well. Well, yeah, and then you start looking at how long are the starters going to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I remember last year – right they talked about Mahomes playing into the second quarter or at least playing all the way through the first and I think he got one drive and was done um <laughs> so do they do that again this year I would expect that they're going to do something similar again this year uh and will he actually get into the second half in the second preseason game I doubt it um but you could see some starters out there that aren't Mahomes I don't think you'll see guys like Kelsey out there but you could see you know the other ones I hope not. I really hope Kelsey's not on the block there. Let's let's just save every rep that we can. Um, mm-hmm. Before we wrap, knowing what we know about Chiefs camp and seeing what we've seen, and I assume that you've seen it, maybe I'm wrong, um, Lions camp. What's your impression of the differences? Did you get a chance to catch that? I did not get a, a chance to catch that yet. Uh I have not had a chance to catch our docs. Congratulations to our, our buddy, Matt Derry. We don't get to talk to him very often, but he does a great job for Locked On Lions. Uh, for them to for him to be on our docs, that's awesome. Um, says a lot about the network and, and the experience and the depth that we're getting into with the different teams that we cover. So yeah, congratulations to Matt. I want to say that. And, and he's been and doing I, it for a while. Yeah. So he's been on Locked On Lions, I think, for as long as we've been Locked On Chiefs. And I do want to say this because it was – in the newsletter the other day, this right, is our right. sixth year. <laughs> that, that just flabbergasted me. This is our sixth year of doing the show. So, uh, you know, here's to another fun season. Here's another six more or however a lot, much longer we want to go on with doing this, but uh, it's been a lot of fun. And I think we'll be doing this for quite a while because this team is a lot of fun to cover. It is. And this has been, it's been a great ride to this point. It's funny that folks today, as we record this, this is six years for us to the day since we started this. And it's because of you that we're still here. So thank you for listening. And thank you for spreading the word that, that really helps. I'm interested to see where, 
where the whole platform goes in the next few years. If we're here another six years, are we still shooting video and audio? Are we doing something completely different? Is this holographic holographic podcasting? That's what I'm here for. Oh, good grief. I will say that I do know that they are working on some stuff right now where we could be having some over-the-phone type uh, applications to where you can get specific team content centered around where you live in your city and your favorite team. So be looking for that coming soon. I'm, I'm hoping that that will be something the Chiefs can that we'll have for Locked On Chiefs as well at some point Absolutely. in the near future. And be back with us tomorrow because we are going to preview this ball game, who and what we need to see from whom. It'll be out on Friday. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for the last six years. We very much appreciate it. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.